Today's episode is sponsored by Into the Superverse, which is a podcast hosted by newlyweds Molly and Griffin as they explore different uh, superhero universes, movies, and TV shows, including Marvel, DC, Fox, and other fun franchises. Check it out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Into the Superverse. Alex Reeves, Molly's co-host on Podcast Potter Watch, says it's a 10 out of 10 sparks. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, 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 bum. Chapter 7. The Will of Albus Dumbledore. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And this is Potter Watch. It's also chapter seven. The mm-hmm. Will of Albus Dumbledore. Correct. Or as I renamed it, Will and Woe. <laughs> There's another chapter in Harry Potter called Will and Won't. I almost just did that, but Will, oh no, sorry, Wills and Woes. That's a good chapter title. That's like than Will and Woe. <laughs> yes. Um, I renamed it Doors Open at the Close. Oh, yeah. Because it just felt like it just felt like a lot of like new things were happening and we got new information, but it felt like it, it again, it's another chapter that felt like the end or preparing for the end because we had a lot of nostalgic sentimental moments in this chapter. Um, I'm going to sum it up for you pretty simply. <laughs> okay. Birthday wishes made. D's will revealed. Enemy made. What plan has D made? And D is Dumbledore in this situation. <laughs> um, give me a second because I just looked down and realized I don't have a last line to my haiku. Oh. I wrote one, but I did not write it down. I'm going to blame Lachlan. Let mine wash over you and inspire you. Oh, it will. What will D do? Doodly do. Doodly D. What will D do? Are you ready for this lovely haiku? The last line leaves some to be desired. I'm ready. You missed my whole song. What? You wrote a song? I was singing. <laughs> I was in, I was blocking you out so I could focus. I'm sorry. You'll just have to listen to it in post. Oh. Okay. Post haste. Harry's bright birthday, late gifts, an angry display. The snitch opens. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay for this snitch. Yay. <laughs> but it doesn't open. It like just not exactly, but we get it. The snitch reveals. Yay. <laughs> you guys know what this chapter was. Yeah, we know. We know what's up. 
We know what's up the duff. Not Jenny. Thanks, Ron. Jenny knows what's up. Harry knows what's up. <laughs> we we know what's up for Harry. Are you guys are you getting it? Are we being subtle enough? Mazinga. I think it would be so exciting to turn 17 like as muggles or muggle parents um it's just so boring to turn any age like yes like 21 you know you can go and buy a drink legally in the United States or like 18 you have like certain rights but like I would say 16 and 21 are big ones yeah nothing's as visceral as like being able to do magic so yes of course no I would say the biggest one for us that's so lackluster is probably 18 because you don't get to do real your life doesn't really change that much when you're 18 like, unless you've been, like, hankering for a cigarette. like Yeah. For sure. I mean, but, I yeah, guess... it's nothing like 17 for the wizards. And, like, if you're Jewish, like, 13 is, like, a really big deal. Yeah. Um, and certainly other, like, cultures or religions celebrate, like, certain ages, like, 15 or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, King Sinietta. Yeah, but I mean, I just feel that excitement for Harry being like Accio glasses. I know. I just thought it was it was so nice to get this little bit of joy, this cute scene with Harry being like, I'm 17. But before we got there, honorable mention to my champion, Pigwidgeon. Oh, um I didn't could, even you, note. You skipped right over. It's been that's been noted. Mm. Um, and then imagine saying a name in your sleep and having no idea who it is. Super creepy. And your roommates just being like normal. <laughs> Ron's like, I don't know. <laughs> just going, Harry. going with the going with the flow. You speak partial tongue in your sleep, man. I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, Fred and George watched as Ron slept next to a man named Peter for uh, three years. Oh, that's so. my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite internet read of Harry yeah. Potter. <laughs> Who's Peter? They didn't want to ask. They wanted to let Ron uh, <laughs> come, come out in his own time. <laughs> um, what do you think about Ron's gift? Um. I um, thought it was funny. I decided to skip over the content and to read into some other things that were being the conversation around the gift. So if you have thoughts on the gift itself, then you should go ahead and say it. I just, you know, we renamed the chapter. So I renamed the book as Be Nice and Happy. Well, let's give us the original title of the book and um, so the book is 12 Fail Safe Ways to Charm Witches. And I just renamed it simply Be Nice and Have Tact. <laughs> Which is all Ron is doing is just being a nice person to Hermione. Correct. 
Oh, oh no, sorry, not not Hermione specifically. Oh no, any how, how to get things started with <clears throat> like with whom, Ron? With even whom? if he finished that sentence, that would be a weird thing to say to Harry. Like, like how to get things started with Hermione? You know what I mean? <laughs> Harry's like, just talk to her. Like, like, dude, that's like my sister. Like, don't talk to me about that. <laughs> Well, like I don't no, imagine we, a world. We see Ron's reaction later yeah. this chapter. I mean, I don't imagine how Ron can share like intimate stuff with Harry about their relationship. Like that has to be so weird for Harry, and I vice don't... versa. Like it would be weird for Harry to share anything with Ron. Oh yeah, I think it's a little bit. For some reason, I feel like it's a little bit different with Ron and Hermione via. Um, the uh about Hermione like I'm sure because Harry's an awkward person it's not comfortable but it does I'm sure it doesn't like skeeve him out I think I think they could like have like bro chat about it Ginny is a different situation because that's like an actual I don't I think it would be so weird like if Ron I personally don't think so if Ron like not maybe for them specifically but like if it was me I don't think it would be weird but like because Harry and Hermione are such good friends in their own right like having like an intimate detail from Ron yes weird like and they're not the type of people well that's what I'm saying I think it's talk I think it's weird for them because it's like it's them but I don't their relationship yeah yeah like I don't think that Ron was giving Harry like intimate details about Lavender other than the fact that they were snogging you know like I don't think they're the kind of people that are like they're the um in the Aristotle and Dante of it all they (laughs) lean they lean on the Ari spectrum of like I can't believe don't ever talk to me about your masturbation please ever um yeah like even in fan fiction they don't really talk about stuff like that it would be so (laughs) weird I would be so uncomfortable if they did talk about that kind of stuff or if they do it's like it's so awkward because they don't do it often like remember the scene in the movie yeah Hermione has nice skin yes uncomfortable (laughs) Harry's like haven't noticed because I don't like her (laughs) Jenny has nice skin you think Dean's dating my sister because of a skin that's a that's a honestly that's a lot to unpack (laughs) yeah don't really like the use of the term skin Like hearing that played back was interesting. It's rough. It's rough, isn't it? I always think that when I listen to it, I'm like, hey. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, it's not about all about wand work either. J.K., we know what you're saying. I didn't think that. And oh, I definitely know I'm such a pervert. Like I, I definitely thought that. that. Like, 
there she's like how do you tr- how to treat a woman oh. like it's giving you women advice and then and then uh the the next line is and it's not all about wand work either. I mean you're 100 correct I just like didn't even think about that which is so unusual I feel like I know I thought we were both gonna peep that I think I moved really quickly off of the book <laughs> It made you uncomfortable them having this conversation. Well, I was just like rolling my eyes. (laughs) Also like, Ron, why would Harry need this book? Harry's doing just fine. Like one, he's in love with your sister. And two, like, when is he going to be? Like, when? That's that's what I was like. I was like, Ron, Harry's in love with Jenny. But Ron doesn't want them to be together, so... He's like, here, use this book, find a new lady. I don't think that's true. Or I think man. Ron does want them to be together. No, but you know what I mean? Like right now he's like, don't. Yeah, don't but that. like the reason he can't be with Ginny is because Harry's not going to be able to date anyone. So I really don't know what Ron meant by that gift. I think he was just like, this gift was so helpful to me. I want to pass on the wealth. Right. Everyone is as bad with women as me. Yeah, that's what, that's really what was going on. Um, My moving swiftly along from that. Taylor swiftly along. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You've you've never said that before. No. (laughs) I love that. Um, uh, My eyes prickle a little bit when Harry gets the Weasley family heirloom. Like, I was so close to actually crying. Um, And I just love the detail. Like, Ron wouldn't appreciate the heirloom because for him it would just be another hand-me-down. And then Harry would love it because it's a hand-me-down, because it makes him more connected to the Weasleys. So it just was, like, all the details in that section just made my little heart melt. I had the same thought because I was thinking, oh, I would much rather have a watch that was a hand-me-down. But then I was thinking like, not just for Ron, but for Mrs. Weasley, like it was more important to her to buy Ron a new watch Yeah, as well. Um, Not that she's like, oh, you're just getting this old one. But like, she also probably understands that it's significant to Harry, but um, that's, yeah, that's- It's just like good parenting, like understanding your kids- Including your adopted child. Yeah. It really makes up for the last chapter with I know. She like I she she won me over again. I mean, as we knew she was. I mean, she always does. I love Mrs. Like that's your mom. She's my mom. You're mad at her in one chapter. Your best friends in the next. She's the ultimate mom. Like, if you're not mad at your mom at some points, then your mom is doing something wrong. (laughs) True. Um, Harry has zero hairs on his face. I have such a hard time believing that he is getting used out of this razor right now. I think that book Harry is a little bit more looking, like, might have more of that going on than Daniel Radcliffe. It's just like <laughs> in the books we get the drawings and 
in the drawings he still has a baby face so like and that's more how I picture Harry not Daniel Radcliffe like I still picture him as like an attractive like tall little bit lanky yeah you know like growing into a man now but I definitely don't picture him with facial hair at 17 true true it's yeah I guess it's more of like the act of giving yes it was just funny because I was like this boy does not they're like you don't tell it to uh give it specific orders or you'll get too close to shave I was like if he puts that anywhere near his face it's too close to shave because he doesn't have hair I don't believe maybe it's not for his face Alex how dare you tell me that as I took a drink of water (laughs) what was I supposed to do um Wow, everybody's really trying to help Ginny out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Ginny, by the way. Oh, I have one funny note before we get into the real the real heat of the the moment. I'm going to say look, that poster of the lead chaser on her wall is not straight behavior. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. I mean, I could. It, it really is. It's she just like that's her position, and she loves Quidditch, and that's the team she ends up playing it's for. Very it's really, like feminist. Like, it's really, it's yeah. fine. It's just like it reminds me of. Um, it just reminds me of like a deleted scene from Bend It Like Beckham. Also, <laughs> no heterosexual excuse for that film. They were clearly meant to be together. I don't know what. The they say it several times. I know. <laughs> they even have a plot line about them, the parents disapproving of them being gay. Like that's a main plot line of the movie. Yes. And they're not. I don't understand. It's like the movie was written for them to be together and then they last minute decided not to do it. But I mean, nothing against Bendit Like Beckham. It's a perfect film. Like, oh, I love that film. <laughs> I think it would be a perfect film if they were together. <laughs> um, so I think you were totally right about your theory. I think that was last chapter where you said- Oh, where I was like, gonna, they were get it in? Correct. They're going to do it. They do were the for sure going to do the business. It was like gazing at a light, he said. She was the only real thing. So sweet. That was some Ari shit. (laughs) That was some Ari shit. Harry got it. Ginny brought out the poetry in Harry, okay? Yes. Um, She's a woman on a mission, okay? She is, like, so sexy here. Like, she's not taking... She's not backing down. She's not taking any of Harry's, like, escape attempts and um stop the hate on Ginny right now (laughs) stop it she's incredible and um Jim Dale's voice for her is so sultry (laughs) I was like excuse me Jim (laughs) excuse me Jim slash Jen Jen (laughs) Genepra like even like her little like giggle like hmm, there's a silver lining I've been looking for and then like kiss I'm like mm. ooh, boom shakalaka and then it's ruined yeah it's I just hot, and then it's ruined 
appreciate the position, but butt out of it, Ron. I actually, like, I understand where Ron's coming from, but I completely disagree with him. I I don't actually agree or disagree. Like, I think that what he's saying is super valid, but it's just not his business. Like, that's up to Jenny. One, it's not his business, but two, I actually don't think it's valid. Like, what Harry says is valid is that, like, she's not stupid. Like, Ginny isn't going into this, like, take me back. She says, I want you to have something to remember me by. Like, she knows what this moment is. She is her own person. Well, yeah, that's what I mean, like. Like, she's she's in love with him. She put herself in a position where she could get hurt like that. She's going to be in love with him no matter if they make out and have sex or if they don't. Like, it's not, you know, those feel. She's already upset that, because the real conversation point is that Harry might die. Right. And so, you know, like she's not going to be okay. The feelings are already there. So right. Ron, butt out and let them have their moment. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, I, I think we're of, essentially saying the same thing. Yeah. Feelings about it. Um, I also, I just don't like the, I understand the big brother, like protect the little sister thing. I just am not charmed by it. Like, it's a similar thing as like the jealous boyfriend trope. I'm just like, please get over your ego, man. She's a grown woman. She can take care of herself. Right. I just feel like, like I was thinking about if it was my friend, like not even a sibling, I would never like walk in to interrupt someone. Like if they've already like made a decision, but I would definitely have been like, I don't want to see you like reopen this hurt. And I feel like if you do this, like you're going to have to feel those hurts like all over again. Like you were just like getting okay. Like perhaps like if that's the situation. So that's where I feel like Ron is like thinking that doing something will just like, she's going to have to start all over again with however she's coping, which may yeah. it may not be, but like ultimately, obviously it's up to Jenny to decide that. I guess I'm thinking like the wound is still like being cut fresh it's fresh right now so there's no harm in having like a closure and a goodbye if they here's where it would be different for me is if they're on the road and then two months into them being on the road before they've finished their mission they stop in at the borough to like have a hot meal and stay there for a night and then this scene happens then I completely understand where Ron's coming from because things have moved on. She's already trying to put pieces together, like, and then they still have to go back out, you know, but this is like, this is their goodbye moment. Right. Yeah. And you ruined it, Ron. And you ruined it. You ruined everything, you stupid bitch. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I think that Ron is ultimately wrong, but I think that like what he's seen could be, right like you know what I mean I do appreciate that Ron is thinking about someone other than himself like I think his heart's in the right place I'm annoyed at him but I think his heart's in the right place yeah and I I hear what you're saying about like we don't need another like big brother moment and that's why I think it feels different than like the Dean stuff it does you know it definitely is coming from a different place than like the Dean jealousy um and I think honestly that's why Hermione doesn't fight more because I think she can also see that Ron's heart is in the right place. And they're definitely shown some, there's definitely some growth 
and some growth and maturity (laughs) with Ron here. So it's like reward that, but it's still like, I just disagree with him. And I I think Harry is saying the right things here. Like I love the way Harry respects Jenny. Like he really knows her. Like Harry, first of all, Jenny came on to Harry. Harry is not- um, He's not pursuing that. Harry is not pursuing anyone. Harry tried to run like three times in that conversation. Like Harry was like, um, she's not dumb. Okay. She's a woman who knows what she wants. Yeah. And I love her for it. That's why I love her. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, I just, I, I, and I think about Hermione, I feel like Hermione probably actually agrees with Ron, but she knows Jenny also like, and she knows Harry. Like she's like, I think very much aware like that's their business but I feel like if you asked Hermione she would probably kind of agree with Ron. yeah that I that makes sense that Hermione would come I also disagree with Hermione if she were to come down on this side of it but, but I think but that's but what I, I mean, agree I think but I agree that agree with Hermione because she's like choosing not to get involved oh in, like, yeah I just mean on this situation I agree with Harry and Jenny but I like if Hermione were to say the same things Ron did I would still disagree with Hermione but I appreciate that Hermione isn't stepping in I guess the same way Ron is but she would never do that because she has tact she didn't even need a book for it (laughs) also it's like devastating that Jenny doesn't even say anything to Ron like that's how like kind of broken she is right now so sad even like say something back to Ron about like budding in she's just like bye like I that part was rough to like kind of think about well it's sad because the worst part of this scene is that it's not just like a hot moment you're interrupting it's like a emotionally impactful moment for both of them like Jenny's not just like let's hook up she's like I think you're gonna die and Harry's like I think you're I think I'm gonna die and like when he has that thought oh my gosh I'm getting all emotional because when he has that thought in his head about how Jenny's life is free and he like pictures I'm not gonna marry her yeah pictures her getting married and he, he looks at his future and he doesn't really see one it just it's and he's sad about and I just it made me so sad for him yeah. And they both understand that. And I don't I don't think Ron has gotten there. That's part of the problem, right? Is that Oh, about the consequences of what they're doing. Yeah, Ron hasn't really gotten there yet. So he I think that's part of how why he doesn't understand this scene the same way that well, Hermione does and, and the way his Jenny whole journey. does. Right. It's Ron's a, that's Ron's whole journey. journey. Oh, now I'm like going I mean, I think I've always thought this scene is very in character for Ron, but I actually think it's important to his growth now in the series when you think about it from that perspective. Like he doesn't understand the importance of that moment because he doesn't understand the importance really of what they're about to do on an emotional level. Yeah. Or even like on an intellectual, like all of it. It's just, it's all in theory, but I I just, I, I will still say that I think no one could understand Jenny and Harry's perspective because I feel like if you're watching it from the outside 
as a friend or as a sibling, like you're just so worried about that person being hurt. Like that's all you can see. Like you don't understand like Mm -hmm. what they think will be like in their need. Like, I'm just thinking like that you would be Jenny in this situation. Like you would definitely do what Jenny's doing, like a, like a bold move or something like that. And I would be like, so worried about like you getting hurt that I would want to like avoid that yeah. hurt for you, but like not even thinking like that this may be the best option. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of be blindsided right. as like the support person almost. I really appreciate you saying I'm the Jenny. I really think I'm the Harry in the situation. No, but, like, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. I would go for it. For sure. For, versus like not do anything. And I think I would too, like if I were me, I would want to spend as much time with that person up until like the moment that they had to leave. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and like, obviously there's other reasons why like Harry's like stopping even earlier. Cause he's like, well, one, it would be too hard for me to stop it if we keep seeing each other. But also he's just so worried about her getting close and Voldemort sensing that. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh man. That was a lot. Can we get a therapist in here? Oh. <laughs> um, I just, when you said that line and that very emotional line where Harry's like imagining like the wedding and all that without him, I personally never like bought that. I was like, well, they're going to end up together. <laughs> like, and I was never, I never felt like their breakup was permanent, but they're both like obviously acting like it, which I think is very telling in how we did our folklore episode because I was like this is just a pause and I always know that it's a pause like even when I was reading it it was always a pause in their relationship well yeah I think if I read this is if he survives then they'll be together so it's definitely a pause in their relationship if he survives the war if they win the war but he does die <laughs> like it's not a guaranteed thing look I'm with Ron there's no alternative there's only surviving <laughs> like I it was just not com- it it did not compute to me that there were stakes for Harry I mean there are obviously stakes but I was like there's just no way that Harry's dying <laughs> and it's not happening it was rough for a chapter there <laughs> for Maul Honestly, if I were reading this in 2021 and had never read it before, I would have read this chapter and assumed Jenny dies because that's kind of the narrative of like the modern day. I would be not okay. Devastated. To put it simply. If Jenny, if Jenny died and it was added to the list of characters that die, what would be, would that become your worst Harry Potter death? Do you think? Would we get Fred back? No. I don't know. That's a really hard question. I think for all of the reasons we've talked about before, like Fred's death is still so cruel. Yeah. I think Fred's death is extremely cruel, but if Jenny died, I think I would, it might move up in the ranks for me just because Harry loses, anytime Harry loses somebody, it feels like like a little part of him dies and a little part of me dies, you know, because he just like isn't allowed to have his people. Yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. 
so I think for me that that would that might be the only thing that pushes it over the edge for me is that it's for Harry like that would just like he really can't come back from that it would depend (laughs) if there was someone else introduced I doubt there would be because it would be like final battle yeah but like if they're like I I would just oh you mean like if if Jenny died and we introduced some rando with Harry and his kids unless it was Draco Malfoy I would throw a hissy fit (laughs) yeah I don't know I mean excuse me I don't think you could um do that in a vacuum like take Jenny out like there would have to be some sort of alternative introduced yeah that's true but I I know what you're just trying to make the or like put put forth the question like if she just died and that was it yeah that would probably I think it's a I think it's just a devastating story for Harry because then the he you can't have his 19 years later be the same he would have to be on the platform like with Ron and Hermione's kids like he wouldn't have a family I think yeah would be just die huh he would like have to also die but that's what makes it sadder if he also died then Jenny wouldn't Jenny's death then Fred's death would still be worse for me yeah it'd be like a Tonkin Lupin situation yeah it's only devastating if Harry's left alone without Jenny why would you bring this up I don't know (laughs) I Um, was thinking about the first Wonder Woman I think oh yeah and how devastated she is in the second one to be alone that was very real and sad yeah um <clears throat> harry snitch cake oh <laughs> um does ron ship harry with his mom because he's like nice one with the um compliment <laughs> that was so funny i was like please stop ron you're so embarrassing he's like good one good compliment did you, did you get that from my book <laughs> like it's such a dumb thing that it's just like literally being nice to people like and Ron's like oh my god you read the book <laughs> did you finish the whole thing already good for you mate oh my god okay and then they have this weird line about how radiant talks is and this always catches me off guard because he says this like multiple times throughout this book and I'm like ah here it starts Harry being oddly um intuitive with Tonks's pregnancy she's glowing she's glowing it's always like male-centered narrative oh yeah it happens in Aristotle and Dante too like anybody who writes a teenage boy is like a teenage boy that's the most likely person to know immediately when a woman is pregnant she's glowing (laughs) I don't know if that pregnancy glow thing is real I don't think it is that's why it's always so funny when in like a YA novel a teen boy of all things is always the one to be like look how she glows I think it's like when someone is really happy that they're pregnant and it's like oh my god you're so happy you're glowing yeah I'm fucking happy like 
but big yikes on Lupin being miserable. Yeah. Um, speaking Lupin of Lupin and Edward Cullen need to calm down. Um, speaking of sexual attention, I'd like to read a line. <laughs> I'm not ready. I have no notes about sexual tension in here. It's not really tension. It's more like just sexual. <laughs> um, okay. Charlie approach. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, running his hands slightly ruefully over his new brutally short haircut. He was shorter than Ron. Thick set, which with a number of burns and scratches up his muscly arms. Like, she knew what she was doing here. She knows and hairy. That's quite... Charlie is hot. That's quite a description, my boy. Like, we've got Kingsley black and bold, and then we get a whole paragraph about Charlie's muscly arms. His muscly, (laughs) scarred arms. Also, it's not bold. It's bald. I forgot it's bald Bald. and then he runs his hand through his hair i mean he might as well have like a chad michael murray soundtrack from the early 2000s it might as well be a slow-mo of him right that's what i mean like (laughs) look i'm into it okay this hagrid's gift is perfect for horcrux hunting i a really on top of it a plus gifting Hagrid gives the best gifts a plus he did the photo album. He did Hedwig, iconic. He did um, the flute, handmade. Perfect. So good. Oh, and that, oh no, that was Sirius's night. But I feel like there was something else that I remember and being like, that's a really good gift, Hagrid. Mm-hmm. But good stuff. <laughs> Um, all of I'm at the minister arriving me too I have a little note for him (laughs) it says scrim this is why it's rude to show up unannounced (laughs) because everyone's like freaking out (laughs) I know Molly's like about to have a full breakdown I'm like why (laughs) like I get like that there are obviously implications with the minister coming but like she's like really freaked out yeah it's it's rough. It's rough going. Do you think that they think that he's like turned or that he's like trying to arrest them? Like, yeah, I think they, I assume this is my guess. There's no, um, <laughs> there's no proof or backing for this, but I assumed they thought that, um, he had come to like similar to like a Dumbledore's army type of thing, like an illegal gathering, like against the ministry or like they, or they assumed that the trace on Harry was still real and they were going to try and get him for using magic, even though he officially had his birthday. It is interesting that he knows that Harry's there because it's supposed to be a secret where Harry is. Yeah. Um, maybe Arthur did trust him enough to tell him because I'm sure he's looking for Harry to be like, yeah, to give him this stuff. I think that um, Kingsley sounds so sinister. This and it's partially Jim Dale, but like he just has like this sinister edge the whole chapter. Not Kingsley, Scrimger. Sorry. I was like, what? <laughs> Never. 
Never. Kingsley would never. Would never. Look, even though we don't get much description of Kingsley, I'm still like, Kingsley's hot. Like, I don't know why, but he is. <laughs> Look, he's black and bold. And bald. <laughs> Big, bald, and boldiful. <laughs> Big, bald, and beautiful. Because I'm big, bald, and beautiful. <laughs> I'm bit, I'm no, I'm bald, bold, and beautiful. <laughs> yes, it's Kingsley's theme song. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, I hate Scrim in this chapter. He really, sure. I mean, wow, like, I'm not coming out here with any wild opinions. But he's, he's just so annoying and frustrating. Um, Harry and Hermione are right. And I love it. About everything. Yeah, about everything. I love that Hermione's coming out here hot with the evidence. She's like, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And this doesn't apply here because of this, this, and this. And, and I was like, work, bitch. You better like, work. You're corrupt. This is corrupt. It is corrupt. She was like, you're supposed to have a good reason. Where is it? Like, do you think that Dumbledore was passing illegal objects? Is that really what you're saying right now? And then he was like, um, are you going to go into magical law? And she came right back at him. Let me tell you. But this is one of the lines that I point to why she wouldn't want to be in the ministry. I knew that you were going to point to that. And I think working in government is doing something to make a difference. I don't think. But that position is a ministry position. That's basically what Harry does. I'm not, I'm not saying no, 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 no. He's asking if she wants to be like a lawyer, basically. He says magical law. And she says, I don't want to be a lawyer. I want to make a difference. Which for me, I think being the minister of magic would be like, I would want someone like that. She can but, make a lot of change in that position. But the way that the wizarding world is set up, like the minister is in charge of magical law enforcement. Like it's all stems from the ministry is my ultimate argument. Well, yeah, it's because it's their form of government. Like, right. I wouldn't want to work under a fudge <coughs> Trump government, but, like, I'd be more than happy to, like, work under a Hermione Granger is what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. yes, the ministry we know is, like, this corrupt, awful entity, but I think the whole point is that hopefully enough change will be made that it's not like that. <laughs> well, that was not proven in Cursed Child. Still corrupt, still secrets. Under Hermione's watch. Well, I don't take that one. I just think that I don't mind that. I think Hermione would do a good job as minister. And I don't think it's out of character for her to be minister is the only thing I'm arguing. Any other crap about Cursed Child, take it or leave. <laughs> I just think that, yes, I think she would be a great minister and all of that. It just seemed like there was evidence early on for her saying that she wanted more than a government position. And they're so anti-establishment. We're in book. This, but this is an example of that. She says, I don't want to be in magical law. Like I don't want to do magical law. That's like that's like a politic, like a 
that's like a politician. A politician. Yes. I, well, I'm thinking of a politician, but I'm just thinking of different types. It's like AOC being like, no, I don't want to be a big government lawyer that takes money from big business. I want to do something that makes a difference. You know what I'm saying? That's how I read it. I don't read it as I don't want to work at because she wants, she said, I want to do something that makes a difference. I don't know where else you can go to make like big laws, make important change. That's, but that, that's what I feel like she, that when she's a young person, like, you know, anti-establishment, like, I think that her vision is to do something that's like impactful outside of the ministry. That, that's really all my ultimate argument is. And I think that she like does like end up, you know, working at the ministry and like is making significant changes. But I just think her as a young person is saying like, no, I want to be outside of this entity that I have grown to like dislike and distrust my whole life. Yeah. But even, but so you like, I don't, I'm not mad that she becomes minister. I don't think it's like so out of the ordinary. I just feel like lines like this. And there were like one, there was like one or two other lines that I pointed to that like subliminally point to her, like not wanting to do this when she's like this age, like not wanting to go into government in any capacity. Yeah. That's, that's really all my stances. Yeah. I guess I just... Yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe when she's this age, she thinks that, but I, I don't think that necessarily points to the fact that she doesn't find that maybe the best way that she found to help was to, or make significant change when it's under, like, Kingsley or a government that she likes. I just think, like, the, like, the whole idea of, like, magical law is, it, again, it's, it's the way that the wizarding world government is set up, like, that's all part of this arm of the ministry. Like being in magical law is being under the thumb of the minister. And I think she's saying like, she doesn't want that, but that's again, my interpretation of it. Yeah. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this one as we always do. We always, yeah. <laughs> like it's always this one little hang up. Um, so I'm all, I'm at the like different, objects I guess being bequeathed yes I'm there too what do you think Ron's means when it says like I want you to remember me when you use it because like we're the same person and like we know our mistakes wow I'm traveling Dumbledore wow I did not have that read but I think that's a great point. Yeah, because Ron is time traveling yeah. Dumbledore. And Ron, you know, takes advantage of the people that he loves most. And so does Dumbledore. Wow, that's a read. Only I'm talking specific for Ron, I'm talking specifically about when he we know what I'm talking about, okay? It hasn't happened yet, but we know what I'm talking about. Um, I think that the Deluminator is really just like JK Rowling being like, I introduced this thing like back a while ago and I just want to use it because I think it's cool. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I kind of, I kind of uh, buy her retcon of it though. I think it's cool, but hey, I definitely yeah. can see why it feels like something that wasn't intended 
from the beginning. That that more than some of the other things feel that way. Like I I love the snitch magic. I have oh, for sure. I think the snitch magic is so clever. It's so fun. I just adore it. I think it's it's one of my favorite little sneaky things that she does in this book. And I think it makes a lot of sense too, like to have some sort of magic to know who caught it first. Like that's, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, all of the reasoning behind it makes sense. And I love, um, and I love that the care that goes into each one, like they wear gloves and they, and you, can you imagine buying a new snitch for each game? I was like, that's really going to add up. That's where half the Hogwarts budget is going to. Um, I didn't really have much to say about the beetle and the bard. Like that's pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. And like the line is just like, hope she will find it entertaining and instructive like that. Yeah, I don't have anything. I didn't have anything special for beetle and the bard. Um, but the snitch one Oh my God. I've never read it like this before, but I, <laughs> I leave the sense she caught in his first Quidditch match as a reminder of the rewards of perseverance and skill. Basically, if you get this far, I will reward you with seeing your family once more. Wow. That's how I read it. Dark. Sassily. Dark, Maul. I know. Well, I don't even mean it sassily. Like, I do think that I don't think Dumbledore was like, this is what I'm going to give you for being a good boy. Like, I don't think that's what he's saying, but it is like, <laughs> look, Daddy D is gonna, Big Daddy D is going to give you this. I'm going to give you a treat if you're good. No, but I do think it is kind of like, it is kind of Harry's reward, like in a dark way. That's very sad. Yeah. I'd never obviously read it like that before. Ooh. Shan't linger there too long, I don't think. What do you have? Um... Zam. <laughs> um, I have this question. Why? <laughs> oh, first of all, I just want to read, like, Scrimmager gets to a point where he just sounds so dumb in this chapter. Like, when he's like, I noticed you had a snitch cake. And it's like, he's like, yeah, because I played fucking Seeker. What? Like, Hermione's like, oh my God, he actually plays Quidditch. Like, what a concept. It's Love so Hermione. funny. Like, they're dragging him through the mud. Also, every gift, or not every, well, every whatever, he's like, and why do you think Dumbledore gave that to you? And like, Harry's like, why do you think, like, it's so annoying. It's, it's so annoying but I also love that we get sass queen Harry back yeah so like especially near the end where he's just like done with scrimmager's shit oh like quality Harry um this isn't me like defending scrimmager but the only thing I agreed with was I do think that the sword shouldn't belong to a specific person. I think that it makes sense that it stays with the school and it can be called upon whenever it's needed. Yeah. I like that sentiment. But I do think it would do that anyway. Like, I think no, nobody- It would just have... disappear, yeah. Yeah, I don't think no one can own the sword 
Yeah, but like it feels wrong. I mean, obviously, like if we take Harry out of it, like if it was just some other person's like, I give this sword to that person. Like, I think that does feel wrong, I guess. No, yeah, I kind of agree with that, but I I um I don't want to give Scrim the satisfaction. I'm gonna assume that wasn't Scrim who came up with that. That was somebody else that was like a Hogwarts historian that was like, no, this is really like um part of the school and all of that right exactly someone's scrim paid to uh yeah someone smarter than scrimmager that info um why does he care if harry's the chosen one that's my real thing why does he care so much I had the same question for you. I was like, what is his overall deal? Like, what's the deal? What are you so mad about? Like, if so, if Harry admits to you right here and now, like, yes, that is my like destiny and that's what I'm working towards. Is Scrimmager like, well, why aren't you like working with us? Like, is he I just think, mad? Like, by the end, when he's like, we've got like, when he loses his temper and then he's like, I think we've lost the plot here. Like, we're on the same team we should work together yeah is what his main goal is and he's frustrated that they're working they're trying to do this without the aid of the ministry um or keeping the ministry in the dark but you know the ministry can't be trusted they've proven that time and time again also like Scrimmager has to know that there are leaks in the ministry. Like, because once again, it's how their system is set up. Everything is through the ministry. Like, it's too big of an organization for it not to have significant leaks. Like, right. There's just, it's too big not to have holes. Like, it's just so dumb how the wizarding government is set up. Like, every little thing is through the ministry. Yeah. And I think that's partly because, like, it's a book like she can't um you know what I'm saying like she can't it's a children's book first of all she doesn't want to go through the like complexities of a highly sophisticated probably more rational yeah government like if she wasn't writing like a plot I bet she could have come up with like a really cool wizarding government system but you're right. Like, she's not going to spend all this time writing about, like, yeah. there are different branches and there are checks and balances. <laughs> right. It's just not, like, something had to end up on the cutting room floor. Right. Which is fine. But, like, that is, like, the ultimate flaw in a lot of anything when the ministry comes up. Like, that's the flaw. Is that, yeah. There And honest, to be honest, it's kind of nice that it's the, that plot hole is worked into the plot. Like, instead of it just being like, oh, this is a great functioning government. It's like, no, um, it's a recognized problem within the narrative that that's kind of ridiculous. I also think that he's probably just upset. Um, upset's probably an understatement, but he's mad that um, Harry's not like a complicit puppet. Like, yeah. and that you know, he's like, oh, well, Dumbledore's gone. I can, I can like run this now. And like, I can, he, he'll conform to me now that Dumbledore's gone, like not accepting that Harry's his own person with his own, um, 
yeah you know everything (laughs) (laughs) his own um needs wants desires yeah I don't know the word I was thinking of like wherewithal I guess I do think that um, Big D, Big Daddy D, had, like, such a thrill writing his will and being, like, I'm not going to tell them. And this is going to be so fun to write these little clues. It reminded me of so Dumbledore. So Dumbledore. And it reminded me of, like, Knives Out in a weird way. Like, I've got the whole thing mapped out, and this is going to be so fun for me not being there and, like, leaving a message in a bottle, essentially. And I'm like, fair. In hindsight, you know, 19 years later or whatever, it was a little fun. (laughs) I'm enjoying the mystery right now as a reader. I mean, I think it's really, like, he gets away with it because, um, because obviously the ministry was, like, extra vigilant. So if they hadn't have, um, if Dumbledore hadn't made it so ah, secretive, then they would have been in trouble and they never would have gotten the items. But I do think it's like another annoying thing. It's like, Dumbledore, just say what you mean. Right. Like, what either Ron or Hermione say, like, why didn't he tell us when he was alive? And it's like, well, like it's not like his easy. death was a surprise. He knew he was dying. Yeah. Would have been too easy. But I mean, obviously it's for the book, but like in, again, uh, with time, I'm like, yeah, it's fun to have a, have a thrill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I mean, and obviously I end up loving like the mystery of it all. So I'm just giving old Dumbia a hard time. Um, Where are you in your notes? Because I don't know how far ahead I got. Um, also, and I'm, oh no, we have broken shards of a book loved. Once again, every book I've broken that we've been reading. Um, I'm at, go off, Harry. (laughs) That's what it says in my notes. People are dying, Kim. (laughs) It honestly reminds me of COVID. Like, people are dying and you're not doing anything. Like, pass this fucking stimulus bill. Mitch. But, yeah, exactly. I, I was like, boy, you better go off. It's time you earned it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Scrimmager was like, you've gone too far. And Harry, and I was like, bitch, you've gone too far. You're in his house yelling at him. Oh, you're the one that lost your cool. When he burns a hole in Harry's shirt. Oh my God. And Ron's like, nah, not today, (laughs) sir. Not today. That's my boy. (laughs) I really felt Ron in that moment. Ron Ron won me over again when he stands up and he's like, hey, buddy, you better watch it. Not in this house. Not in this house. This is the borough. I don't like your methods, minister. Don't like them. 
I'm just obsessed with Harry. That's also like the perfect way to say that because it's like, it's not personal. It's not like I don't like you or or I like you or whatever. It's like- I understand that we're on the same side. I just don't agree with the way that you handle the situation. So I don't want to work with you on it. Yeah, it's so mature. It's so mature. Love him. Uh, Leader Harry, yes. It's so good. He's such a grown up. He's grown man. Um, uh, and then, and then he figures it out. He was like, I, I didn't want to make a big deal of it when I was with Scrim, but you know, I yeah, sort of I caught my first snitch, don't you? Right in my mouth. And then Ron's like, I got it. I got it. And Hermione's Shit. like, what? what? <laughs> and Ron's like, you got it in your mouth. <laughs> it's always awkward in the movie to watch him make out with that snitch it feels too intimate I don't like looking at it and then the way that it's described in the book I felt like I was also being witness to something I wasn't supposed to (laughs) um Ron's really had ups and downs because right now I'm like you're a fucking idiot he's like what do you mean you didn't read Beatles of the Bard or whatever I'm like Ron, really, really. It is kind of- <laughs> We're in book seven and you're uh-huh. like, oh my God, you guys didn't have the same childhood as me? <laughs> I do think it's surprising that Hermione hadn't heard of it though. Like it, she had come across it or Yeah. Something. I mean, she's like mostly reading textbooks, I guess, but. Yeah. That was actually my last note. I just like Ron and Hermione teasing each other at the end of this chapter, like, because it just shows how much they like each other right now, because when Ron is teasing her about Beetle and the Bard, and and she's not getting, like, all, like, ruffled feathers about it. She's, like, giggling. She's, like, babbity-rabbity, you want to say that last one again? (laughs) It's very cute. Oh, man. That's my last note. What about um, points? I gave it 105 points. I did 98. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It's a good chapter for me. I was between giving the champ to Hermione and Ginny. Uh, Oh. I mean, mean, Harry was obviously like really great with Scrimger, but I liked Hermione like putting the facts on scrim um so that's why she upped it but then like the whole jenny stuff but i think ultimately i'm gonna do her miami um i was between harry and herm yeah um and then i just decided i wasn't gonna choose so i gave it to both of them sure um and then my rat is obviously scrimmager Grimmy Timmy. um my tattoo would either be the deluminator or the snitch. Um, I said the snitch slash I have a Deathly Hollows tattoo. I have mm. the Deathly Hollows mark tattooed on me. So, ah! so the Deathly Hollows from the Beetle and the Bard. You heard an ad at the beginning, but Siri Griff and I have started a podcast called Into the Superverse, where we're talking about superhero movies. Um, so if you're interested in hearing more of my dulcet tones and sweet Siri griffs, you can check it out uh, wherever you get your podcasts. It's so good, guys. Check it out.
Um, in the meantime, stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.